Today, my name is Evelyn Aka. I'm the founder and managing lawyer of Aka Business Immigration Law. We are based in Calgary, Alberta, and we have two offices in Toronto and Vancouver, Canada as well. I focus primarily on cross-border NAFTA immigration law for professionals as well as families and individuals looking to move to Canada or move to the United States. I would like to welcome you to my podcast. It's called Ask Canada Immigration Lawyer Evelyn Aka. Thank you so much for joining us. Today, we're going to be talking about Can You Mexit to Canada? How Brits and Americans Can Move to Canada. We're going to talk about all things uh, immigration, uh, specifically for those who are British citizens or American citizens. Um, right now, there's a very active hashtag going around called Mexit as it relates to Meghan Markle and Prince Harry and their um, their rumored move to Canada and, and the departure from the royal family. And now um, I've done some interviews about Mexit and spoken about it quite uh, frequently. And I thought that we would bring this into our podcast Ask Canada Immigration Lawyer Evelyn Aka um, to discuss this so that we can see what's realistic. You don't have to be a prince or a princess to come to Canada. There are lots of ways to move to Canada if you're a British citizen, if you're concerned at all about what is happening with Brexit um, and some of the instability that may arise as a result of the, of the transition. As well, um, we will be talking about Americans and some of their opportunities to move to Canada. Many people are motivated, whether it's politically motivated or economically motivated, family motivation to come to Canada. And hopefully this time together on our podcast will give you the necessary information you need to then reach out to us and see if we can help you make Canada your new home. Let's talk about the first ways to move to Canada. How do you want to move to Canada? I always start talking first with about those who are moving to Canada under the first stage, especially from Britain, which is the IEC, or the Working Holiday International Experience Class Program. This is the program that is relevant for people that are under 30, usually, sometimes up to 35, um, where we have a treaty or in a relationship that's reciprocal with the other country. So I know for sure in the United States, um, there are different programs. It's a little different from the U.S. coming to Canada. You need to come through an organization called BUNAC or others that focus on students. But in the U.K., our program is called the International Experience Class Program, and it allows people to come and work in Canada, uh, usually for a year. It's been extended for some citizens of Ireland, for instance, for up to two years, and they can come and work in Canada so long as they're eligible to support themselves if needed, find work in Canada. Also, they're able to come to Canada um, if they're under the age category, so it's usually 30 or under. Um, as I said, some countries have extended it to 35, and they apply and are selected for a visa that allows them to come. And so long as they can prove they have health insurance, they can spend up to a year here in Canada, working and learning um, from other employers, volunteering, or just simply traveling the entire country. It's kind of a gap year uh, mechanism for 
Brits to come to Canada and explore. And I was just on the mountains uh, last weekend for Valentine's Day. And I can tell you the number of British citizens I heard at the chateau I was at was just incredible. Um, they are definitely here working and they're all young and enthusiastic. So that's definitely one way to move to Canada. Another category, I would say, is to see if they can fit into um, the Young Professional Program. It is actually a part of the IEC, the International Experience Class, but it's for people who have finished university. And so they're now maybe looking for that first career job or they want to have international experience. The Young Professional Program is what that allows for. And again, it's reciprocal. So it allows for it to happen on both sides of the border, that they can move and come here and work and explore and develop their careers for a year or possibly two while they're here in Canada. So when we talk about opportunities for young people, those are the primary opportunities. Obviously, if you're really young or even more experienced but now want to go and do a graduate program of some sort, you can come to Canada as a student under our study permit program. And this program allows for people who qualify and have been accepted into university to apply for a school, college, or program and move to Canada um, as a student. The benefit of this programming for a study permit is one, you get the education. But also secondly, you have the opportunity to work part-time while you're in school and you also can work full-time when school's on break. So in the summer breaks or the Christmas holidays breaks, you can work uh, full-time to help support yourself while you're here in Canada as a student. So that's another mechanism that we recommend to come to Canada. Another thing that I'd recommend, which is very common, and now we're looking at companies in the UK and in the US, is very much focusing on intercompany transfer. This is very common and very popular. If you've been working for a UK entity or UK business for a year or more, and your role is considered managerial executive or specialized knowledge, you are able to apply for a intercompany transfer work permit. And the benefit for this is as long as there is a related entity in Canada that you can transfer to, and whether or not you change payrolls, that's not really relevant. What's relevant is that you are coming to work and there's some kind of transition between the companies that's bringing you, you can come and apply for your work permit at the airport. So long as you have your full package of information, all the material you need, you can come and um, and work in Canada for up to three years under a working holiday program, or sorry, under an intercompany transfer work permit application. So we definitely want you to consider that. If your company has a Canadian entity, you can transfer. And the benefit of this is you only need to have your ETA, your electronic travel authorization, and then you can have your whole package put together by your legal representative, and you can then at the airport and they will issue you up to three years on a work permit for you and your dependent accompanying family members. So the intercompany transfer I think is really an ideal program for sure. What if you're working for a company that doesn't have um, a related entity in Canada? How can you get here? So this is where we start talking about possibility of CETA. 
CETA is the Canadian-European Trade Agreement. This has recently been signed, and we're really pleased with it over the last maybe year and a half, so it's still quite new. But it's one of the treaty relationships that Canada has entered into with a number of European countries, not just Britain. And so that means that if you fit into the categories under CETA, some of them are technical, some of them are consultant. If you're a professional and you have a degree or you have expertise that you've been consulting in and you've been engaged by a Canadian company under contract, you can come and work in Canada for one year under that um, consulting category or you can come and work for longer term if it's a technical or technician or other category. So you must fit into the CETA specifically based on your education and experience. But that is another way for Europeans, which of course includes British citizens, to move to Canada and work and then kind of figure out if this is where they want to be and this is where they want to live. So, so far we've covered the International Experience Program, Working Holiday, Young Professionals, Intercompany Transfer, and now we've also talked about CETA. What other ways are there to come to Canada? Some of the other ways to come to Canada are, for instance, if you were um, coming to accept a job that you had no relationship with in the UK, and that would be called the Labour Market Impact Assessment. The LMIA is a program that allows for Canadian employers who have really worked hard to find um, Canadian citizens or permanent residents to assume positions, is a, and they still can't find the expertise they need or the level of experience they need, they can look outside of Canada to the Labour Market Impact Assessment Program for the Foreign Worker Program, which allows them, if they meet all the requirements, to hire a foreign worker. So this program requires that the employer spend at least one month or more advertising for the position first in Canada, and then they have to also then look to the job bank and apply for the job bank under Service Canada's um, postings board. If at that same time they still cannot find a qualified Canadian for the position, then they may offer that position to a foreign worker. Obviously, it could be an American, a Brit. anywhere else in the world that they've interviewed and identified as having the requirements that they need to help their businesses grow and to fill that role. Under the labor market impact assessment, the employer basically has to commit and guarantee and declare that they have tried to find Canadians and that they haven't been able to, and that by hiring a foreign worker, they may be able to transition and transfer over time some knowledge and experience to Canadians. So there's still a benefit factor for how is this role, this person in this role, going to benefit the um, the Canadian economy? What is it going to do to benefit the Canadian workforce that works with this foreign worker? So once the LMIA application is approved, and it can take anywhere from two or three weeks to four or five months, depending on which province you're applying for a job, um, And then once that approval comes, then the employer can obtain the work permit for you and you can enter Canada along with your electronic travel authorization. And sometimes you'll be required to do medicals. It depends if you're working with people like in hospitals or children uh, or vulnerable people that are are youth, you may be required to do medicals depending on the country that you're coming into Canada from. So you need to think about all of those things when you are looking at how to come to Canada. Okay. Um, 
One of the other areas I would consider that's really interesting right now is the labor market impact assessment for the global talent stream. This is really great because if you're working in an area that is related to uh, the global talent, which is a lot of high high level software engineer um, programs, you can move to Canada um, once your employer does an LMIA for you. And your role has to be at a very high level and in an area that they know that we can't find in Canada. And if then that's the case, then that allows that person to um, to apply for the LMIA and bring their expertise with the sole purpose of transferring knowledge and over a period of two years, hoping that there'll be a conversion of knowledge to Canadians so that our technology industry can also benefit and grow here in Canada. The Canadian government's really focused on that right now. We've talked about a lot of things that are related to temporary entry. And the reason I do that usually is because when you come in as a temporary resident, as a worker, as a student, you're able to then look at options, sometimes from inside the country, that allow for permanent residence. Right now, the only options usually for permanent residents are under express entry. That's the federal permanent residence program where you hope that you'll be selected for a federal skilled worker and have the necessary points. There are also every province usually has an entrepreneur type program or um, identifying uh, key categories of strategic employment that they're looking for. And you can then apply for a permanent residence that way. But generally, it's very difficult to come to Canada as a permanent resident unless you've come here as a student or a worker and then converted to permanent residence. So when we were talking and I was being interviewed quite a bit about Megxit with Meghan Markle and um, Prince Harry, the, the conversation is really about the fact that they don't actually get the benefit of moving to Canada because he's a British citizen or he's royalty. You know, um, it's a very ceremonial role in Canada here. Our ties to Britain are strong, but it's not something that allows him or gives him automatic citizenship. So I was looking at his educational background, which is not that high since he was he went through the military for his training and education. But for instance, Meghan Markle has a degree. She actually also worked in Canada for um, a number of years on the show, The Suits. And um, there's questionable um, inquiries right now, but whether or not she became a permanent resident while she was here working for Suits. So I was asked about what are her options. And it looked like there are a number of options for her. There's a category called the self-employed category. And this is where if you have a business, you've been operating, whether it's an artistic field um, or in the sports, and I think for her it would be artistic, um, then she could find a way to create a business in Canada and move here with her family where she basically sponsored herself to launch a business here that's in relation to the cultural arts, which is her background. Another option would be, given their ages, possibility she would qualify under express entry as well if she had the necessary points or if they're being sponsored under a labor market impact assessment by an organization um, or a production company or something like that, they would get the extra 50 to 200 points towards permanent residents um, to move to Canada. So I think essentially Prince Harry would be benefiting from her education and work time and work experience in Canada to look at options to move to Canada. 
A lot of the options I'm talking about right now apply to both of, uh, apply to both British citizens and American citizens. Because you, you're coming from visa-exempt countries, you don't need a visa to come to Canada, meaning that you can apply at the airport if you don't want to wait to apply at the consulate first. You can apply at the airport and then move to Canada that way. Another opportunity to move to Canada for many British citizens and um, and U.S. citizens is under the entrepreneur investor streams. We have a number of them. Different provinces have different programs from coast to coast. So, for instance, British Columbia has a very um, a very fulsome entrepreneur investor category program all the way through to PEI um, and Halifax and Nova Scotia. So it's about making sure you fit the program and ensuring that you fit and looking at what the businesses you want to do, the businesses that you've maybe done overseas in your country that make you eligible to qualify for the entrepreneur investor category, and then going through that process. Some of these processes could take a year or more. So you need to build that into your planning. It doesn't happen overnight, but they allow you to come first as a worker, and then you convert into a permanent resident from here under that category. So right now, I think we've talked about a lot of the different methods to move to Canada. We have a startup program as well. And so people were talking about the possibility that Prince Harry and Meghan Markle might um, might look to set up a foundation or a charity since they do so much charitable work and launch that charity in Canada to create jobs and opportunities for Canadians as well. So those are all things that I think are worth looking at is there are so many different ways to come to Canada. And so you need to be clear as to what you want to do when you're here, how long you want to be here. Is this temporary or is it permanent? Um, do you want to launch a business or do you want to be an employee for a Canadian business? And then that will determine how you move to Canada and what ways you can come through under the different streams and the different paths. We have a number of them here in Canada, and I think sometimes it's easier to pick up the phone. And we do paid consultations at ACA Business Immigration Law of one hour where we can really review your options with you, talk to you about um, the pros and the cons of different ways to come to Canada so that you're fully informed before you commit to a strategy. Our goal is to help you cross borders seamlessly, to make it smooth as possible, and to be as successful as possible. And you need to have information first before you can make decisions. So I hope this has been helpful. Um, it's so interesting to me how the Megxit hashtag uh, has taken off everywhere. People are following them and trying to figure out where they're going to be next. Um, I think it's, if anything, it's brought a lot of attention to the possibilities of coming to Canada. Because of the Brexit transitions, people are definitely looking to us as a stable economic investment opportunities and future growth for their families and their businesses. And I think for Americans, some of them are definitely considering Canada more and more as this election um, you know, starts to get a little more heated in the U.S. and whether or not the government will continue to be the same government that is currently there under President Trump and maybe ready to make some changes. So I hope that you'll consider calling us at ACA Business Immigration Law. We are here for you. We want to help you create freedom of movement by moving to Canada or the United States. And we are happy to talk to you at any time with the process of immigration. I hope this has been very helpful and informative. If you have any questions, you can contact us at 403-452-9515. 
Thank you so much for participating and for joining and listening to our podcast of Ask Canada Immigration Lawyer, Evelyn Aka. And if you need me, you know where to find me at akalaw.com. Take care. Have a great day. Bye-bye.